Hello, and welcome to Crafting a Revolution, the podcast. My name is Katie Freeman, and I'm one of your hosts. Every week, we bring you interviews with makers of all kinds from all over the world that identify as female or non-binary. This episode's guest is Sing of Crafty at Heart. Sing is a nurse, wife, mom, and maker. Her maker journey started when she made a teeter-totter for her kids with the help of a local woodworker. After that, she started gathering tools to fill up her garage and started seeing what she could make. She has enjoyed making everything from furniture to home projects and recently resin. It was an absolute delight to get to chat with Singh, and I cannot wait to share that conversation with you. But before we get into the interview, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon, including a brand new patron, Candice of CJ Woodgrain. Thank you so much, Candice. And Lee Ellie Runyon, Annette 513 Woodworks, Katie Thompson, Women of Woodworking, Kevin Lefty's Woodshop, Christy Twisted Twine, Jeremy at Jeremy's Feast, Sammy, go Sammy Lee, Rachel Moody Makes, Bonnie Tool Mom, Bonnie Tool Mom Store.com, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Brandy Studio Obey, Lee the Rainbow Carver, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your ongoing monthly support helping me, me and Katie Thompson to produce episodes, multiple episodes every week, all month long. If you would like to support the podcast, uh, be sure to hang out to the very end, and I will share all the different ways that you can support the podcast there. All right, let's head on into my conversation with Singh of Crafty at Heart. Um, well, on the podcast, I like to ask guests to introduce themselves. Would you do that for me? Sure. Well, my name is Singh, and I am Crafty at Heart. Um, you can find me on TikTok or on Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, I've been a nurse for about 16 years now. I work full time. I also have two kids. My son is 10 and my daughter is seven. Um, they're both pretty creative in their own ways. But my daughter, I'm noticing like she has a lot of my characteristics, like <laughs> even like if there's a rule of paper towel or something like that she'll save it for a, pro a project <laughs> you know just little stuff and, she, and she'll come up with all these ideas as she's feeding them out as she's gathering stuff and it's like okay I think she's to the point I was like me we might have to hold off on some of her project ideas yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's very creative so we got a couple of roll of toilet paper and a couple of uh, paper towels roll up and ready to go for her uh um, bird feeder, <laughs> getting ready for spring. Um, and I've been married for about 12 years now. And we live in Wisconsin, so it's pretty cold still. But today's supposed to be in the 50s, which I'm looking forward to. Um, my, I got started because I actually started doing a little bit of house projects and something that would be moving to our house our new house in 2018 um my kids wanted a teeter-totter mm -hmm. so you know and they don't have that in the playground as much anymore yeah. so I was like okay and I saw there's a plan from Anna White online and so I was like okay and so I didn't have any tools at that time but mm -hmm. I messaged and met with one of the woodworkers nearby um locally 
and we were communicating and he had helped you know pretty much put it all together which is amazing and he has all sorts of tools and he introduced me to a lot of the tools that he has um the scroll saw and also the sanders and um and then also like the table saw and he he had helped me in so many ways and ever since then I caught the woodworking bug <laughs> so, <laughs> and then my husband did not know for like six or seven months ever since then I started like purchasing tools on Facebook marketplace and if there's a deal or something like that over at um, Home Depot or Lowe's I I bought them and I would hoard it and hide it in my, the trunk of my car for a while. <laughs> and, then, and then once I clear out the garage a little bit, you know, I slowly just put stuff in the garage. <laughs> he doesn't know where he go out there. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my gosh. And then, um, and I actually bought my first grill saw and stuff like that through Facebook Marketplace and practice on it. Um, and then ever since then, I've just been like accruing all sorts of tools and stuff on my own through Facebook Marketplace or through friends and family, um, but also a lot of deals at the local stores. Um, it, woodworking and creating things has been like my therapy, you know, with everything going on and mm -hmm. it's a stress reliever. I, and my husband do notice like, I get kind of grouchy when I don't have time for my, because it's me time, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, get so, I, I get grouchy. And so he was like, okay, mommy needs her time. So he, <laughs> he, he always like, oh, do you need some time for yourself? Like, yes. <laughs> so, and so, um, and so he, he always gives me that opportunity, which is great. He takes, do the stuff with the kids and keep them entertained for a little bit, you know, so, which makes a huge difference. He's my number one supporter, even though I, I don't sell stuff, but I just make stuff just for fun mm -hmm. and for me to learn, you know, so um, that's mainly it. And then my my dad actually when I first started my dad actually was the one that kind of introduced me to like hand tools mm. um he used to carve a lot hand carve and he would make like picture frames and stuff like that for our house and he would make it really in very intricate and all sorts of different flowers and stuff like that so um he actually had also like did a lot of finishing work around the house and when we lived in apartments and stuff so that made a huge difference in in my um in my life just because that was his way of also like relaxing mm -hmm. um so that and then i was never my mom always says you should learn how to cook and like I could learn that in the long run. <laughs> plenty of time to learn. <laughs> and, and, and she's like the traditional Laotian mom, you know. Mm -hmm. So she's always like, if you come over, she'll feed you like 10 different meals. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and then, you know, she'll she'll have like she'll be prepping for like two days and then <laughs> have you know, tons of meals ready for you. Um, but she, you know, and but I was never like into cooking um that I think that's more like a stressful thing for me <laughs> and I always end up burning food so I was <laughs> never into cooking <laughs> and so and my um and so that's why I was like I was always very into like arts and crafts even throughout high school and stuff like that too so mm -hmm. that was always something I enjoyed doing yeah yeah 
we have your kids are about the same amount apart as mine mine are just a little bit younger than yours my oldest well he'll be nine in june and my youngest just turned six so happy birthday um, yeah um and i didn't you know what i did not realize you were in the midwest i mean we're we're neighbors we're neighbors yeah <laughs> Iowa and Wisconsin are you know yeah. Yeah. that's true that's true <laughs> um, did you did you grow up in the Midwest or um yes yeah yeah we my family and I came here from Laos in 1988 okay. um we were sponsored by a local church that my aunt attended and stuff too so which was really nice because at least we had some family members yeah. in Wisconsin so, but it was definitely a huge difference coming from Laos to Wisconsin because we came in December. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say definitely like temperature wise, there's probably a huge difference. <laughs> yeah, we, it, well, it was funny because we, we landed in California and I didn't know any better. I was like, oh, this is nice. It's warm and sunny. And then we hopped on a plane again to land in Wisconsin. We're like, oh, but luckily my, um, my cousins actually, they had like jackets and stuff that ready for us. The church, the church had, um, you know prepared a lot of the stuff for us which was really really awesome of them um and then and of course you know we we got exposed to like Christmas for the first time and stuff like that I remember um my cousins and I were making uh Christmas decorations with kicks you know how you thread them yep (laughs) yep yep but I end up eating most of it but we (laughs) thread the most of it around the Christmas tree <laughs> so but it was pretty neat though it was pretty neat being exposed to for the first time and then we were like what is all this you know all the right, presents, right. presents and stuff <laughs> so yeah yeah was it I imagine it had to be a pretty besides the weather and stuff I mean the Midwest is like pretty dang white <laughs> so <laughs> was there, um, <laughs> I mean was that yeah I don't know was there was that hard to was there much community outside the family you already had in the area that like you could connect it was. with it was are we when were I the, the I grew up in Milwaukee and the area that I grew up they were pretty diverse mm-hmm. um and the church that I attended were very diverse as well um and the the fun the cool thing is like the priest that two priests that were there and the nuns and the the sister that's there she is Laotian and then the two priests that were the main priests they were they speak Laotian as well like fluently and they're Caucasian um and then they they would always have a couple of different ceremony uh services the first one would be English and then and then they would also have like a low Laotian version of things too throughout the day and then after that they would have the um in they have it in Spanish mm-hmm. after that one for the Spanish speaking and then you know so it was very diverse community where I grew up which was really and that's what I look for for the kids too when I yeah. you know when we were looking for houses and schools and stuff like that I want to make sure that my kids are exposed to diff- the different diversity mm-hmm. just because my husband's Caucasian as well um so that's what we look for with, mm-hmm. especially for our kids so <laughs> with your I when you were talking about your dad and the hand carving that explains why you have an interest in 
in carving because we've had some comfort, you know, some messages back and forth yeah. on, on Instagram. Um, but I've also seen like you've been doing a lot with resin lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. So besides the woodworking bug, you caught the resin bug as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it has become a, an addiction, I feel like. I, well, at least my husband feels like it's an yes. addiction. <laughs> but I've been um, kind of expo- like experimenting or learning different things mm-hmm. throughout since I started Instagram, just because the community is so diverse mm-hmm. and there's so many different things out there that people can do and make. Um, like a lot of the, a lot of your guests and stuff like that, there's so, there's so many different diverse and arts and creativity mm-hmm. out there in the world, you know, and it's like just being exposed to that. Um, and a lot of the makers in the community are, and also woodworkers, they're, they're my motivation and inspires me like you, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, this is pretty neat, you know, because there's so many things you could do out there. Um, I started, like, when I first started, I, I didn't know anything about tools. Mm-hmm. I had, I only had, um, when I first started, I only had like one of those uh, Black & Decker drill, mm-hmm. <laughs> the little tiny ones just mm-hmm. for like whole, little minor home renovations and stuff like that, and that was it. Um, but it was just like, I think I started off with Petita Tatter and then and then I grew from there and started learning like squirrel sawing and cutting boards and stuff like that. And then now I started doing the deep pours and the epoxy and the waves. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, you know, it's so different. And so mm-hmm. it's definitely, I want to keep up with my skills and different things and learn different things. And that's, that's just me. It's just, yeah. and that's how everyone in the community is. Like, I think, I know I don't have like a niche in particular, <laughs> you know, and I think, and I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing sometimes, but I was like, yeah, you know, but I think in a way, if I stick to one particular thing, like I used to do flags a lot for a while. And then, um, but then it just, but then I still can do it and stuff like that. But I was like, do I want to keep doing this? Or if I do waves, do I want to keep doing it? You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it just, I feel like that's how my life has always been. Like, even with my career, I feel like I change jobs like every two years. <laughs> <laughs> or like I worked in the ER for a while. I like the ER, but because there's a couple of things that I could do, I could be in like a triage nurse where like the patient comes in and I just go through like their, like just getting the basic information. Mm-hmm. And the other things is like doing um, IVs and I could do, and I, I enjoyed the IV part. I could, I could put an IV in anybody anywhere, <laughs> which is, which is great, <laughs> but there's, there's pros and cons to, um, to that, because then you're always, you know, you're always in need of, uh, someone mm-hmm. to put an IV in. and <laughs> I've had patients that would specifically just only comes in to, if I'm working <laughs> with <laughs> <laughs> when they come in for my previous jobs and stuff like that they're like when are you working so I could get and so I have to look at my work schedule and, and say hey I'll be here in this day and so and I've had patients that would just specifically just ask for me which is you know which is great I I and I enjoy doing it so and a lot of the other nurses they have a hard time doing getting the IVs in and stuff so that's one of my it's other a, it's skills. It's a talent. It's definitely a talent. <laughs> Thank you. Taken, taken from somebody who has very small veins and frequently yeah. ends up them blown out. Because oh. Oh, yeah. 
it's a talent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I think you can say that maybe like a specific type of making you don't have like a, a you know a niche for, but maybe just mm. learning is the yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and, and I think that's fine too and I know like yeah resin has a pretty steep learning curve like there's a lot of ways yeah. to mess up resin <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah again coming from somebody who's probably made every single mistake you can make when it comes to resin <laughs> and the amount yeah. that's been wasted on the floor because you know oh I, my gosh I, find the crack or whatever and um, all kinds yes. of stuff. oh god yes yeah I, yeah it, I was like this is sometimes you feel like you need to put more hot glue or more tape underneath yep. <laughs> I was like is this enough and there's like a thick layer yep. <laughs> <laughs> like it's never enough but it might be hard to pull off yes exactly okay. as long as it stays in i'm okay <laughs> that's right i mean so what was it about um did you when you were making the teeter-totter were you or were you on like instagram and stuff already or no i was yeah. not i was not yeah i had a i had my um a personal page for instagram mm -hmm. And then one of my, my uh, brother-in-law, he was like, you should set up your, because he saw that I was making teeter-totter and doing some house stuff and stuff like that. He was like, you should set up another account just for like your arts and crafts and stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I did. And I was like learning. I was like, and he was like, oh, I posted something. He was like, oh, you should probably add some hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and I was like, what is that? I know. <laughs> and he was like, well, that way, you know, people can follow certain um, certain hashtags and maybe they could find you and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And then I started slowly learning about Instagram. And for, right now it's just constantly changing. So I was like, ah, I <laughs> I'm just going to post and do whatever I want. Yes. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Athena Outfitters. Athena Outfitters is a quality workwear brand for hardworking women that sells everything badass beauties need to get the job done from work boots to basics. They curate the toughest essentials made to help you perform every piece is handpicked to seamlessly slide right into your daily lifestyle from rugged and roguish weekday wear to effortless weekend flair. You can fill your closet with gear that can do it all. So for Christmas, I ordered my wife like a very nice pair of slippers from Athena Outfitters and she loves them. Loves them so much that she has accidentally gone to the gym and the grocery store in them because they seem to never leave her feet. So definitely a place to go check out, go get the goods that help you not only out in the shop, but just in your daily uh, work around the house and outdoors. As a listener of the podcast, you can go to Athena Outfitters website and use coupon code MM, as in M&Ms, 15 for 15% 15 off any purchase. So again, you go to athenaoutfitters.com and use the code MM15 and get 15% off of your purchase at checkout. Yeah, I was the same way when I started Instagram. I I mean, you can go back to several of my probably first few months of posts and I didn't do any hashtags and like didn't understand why 
then they only got like seven likes you know it's like like, oh people aren't seeing these because you're not doing this whole hashtag thing um you know yeah 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 learning all that stuff how'd you just how'd you come across um Anna White um she was one of the I think I followed her and then the uh, and then the shabby cheeks Mm. oh um, the two, the twins. Yep. And then, and I've seen her ads on Facebook and stuff like gotcha. that, and or like the sponsor post. Yeah. And then I, um, and so I was like, oh, and she's, and I've heard a lot of people talk about her too, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, she has such so many different things, like especially for beginners, and there's always different plans and stuff like that. So I start looking her plans up and start learning from her as well, which was. She does amazing work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, I definitely appreciate her page. Like, I didn't like. I learned about Anna White. I think I actually learned about Anna White from a guest of the podcast mentioning her oh. at first. Um, just because, like, typically the the stuff that she makes isn't necessarily the you know kind of stuff that I do. So I wasn't out there like yeah. looking for it, but. Yeah. Um, it's come she's definitely come in handy as of late like I started a local um woodworking group specifically for like women and and non-binary folks um yeah and my intention was to start a group of people who like already knew woodworking but what ended up happening (laughs) is I have a group of women who don't know anything about woodworking and so I'm basically doing the teaching during the the group time which is you know fine I've actually really enjoyed it um yeah but like our first project that we decided to do I was like okay we're gonna go to Anna White's website and we're gonna look up you know some projects that I know like are well detailed and have plans and um you know it just makes it so much easier to walk people through mm-hmm. it when you have a resource like that so like they we just got done they made their first uh birdhouses was the project we started with um and it That's was also awesome. yeah I mean it was it was fun and now it's like as we're talking as a group, like, well, what's the next project to do? They're like, well, let's go to Anna White's website and see what other project she has. <laughs> uh, so I definitely appreciate that resource in a new way. Yeah. Um, and I also like to go to her site for kids furniture stuff, like, oh, just yeah. to get ideas. I mean, like your teeter totter, like we made, um, I used her plans for uh, a loft bed to make like a play loft for my kids a couple Christmases ago um, yeah she's just got a lot of the like kids stuff kids focused stuff yeah. yeah yeah and everybody can use it that's a thing I know <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of it's also minimum amount of tools too which is the nice thing you know it's like I think that's what that's what makes a huge difference that you don't need a lot of big fancy tools to make a lot of the things that she creates too mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I'm glad you guys are using it in yeah the, in the yeah. yeah that's a great resource <laughs> well, there, these are all when did you start doing this podcast or no the, the, 
the teaching? Um, the group's just been started. I think we had our first one in December. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, and we just meet once a month. So like, like the birdhouse project, even though it wasn't big, it took, you know, two meetings because it was like first we had to cut it all and then assemble it all. But um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. And at first I was a little I was a little disappointed because I wanted something that it's like I could just go to and enjoy and not necessarily like run <laughs> um, and be in charge of, you know, like, I'm like, I just yeah. want to go talk about tools with people. That's really all. I want. Uh, <laughs> oh, you might need a, you might need an assistant or a second person. <laughs> um, but it was actually really cool. Like, um, you know, and, and because of being in the social media world and having ac access to knowing different resources out there, things like, um, you know, I sent them before our first time of using a miter saw, I was able to send them um, Annika of like, it's, is it Annika's DIY life or something like that? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I sent them her video from YouTube of all the basics of using a miter saw, you know? So yeah. it's like just knowing that kind of stuff. And it was yeah. fun to watch them like, go from being extremely timid when they like walked up to the miter saw and like being worried about cutting their fingers off to yeah. like feeling extremely empowered by the time they left like just the, the their mood change you know and it's like that's yeah. really cool to get to see like witness that yeah, yeah. build up their confidence a little bit so yeah that makes a huge difference but then but then yet you know they're still a little scared which is a mm -hmm. good thing I think that's also a, a huge safety. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, safety yeah. thing for us is like if you get too confident, I think that's when you kind of start, you know, yeah. having accidents and stuff. So, which is good. But yeah, they're that's that's awesome that they build up a lot of the confidence just to use you know, the miter saw. Mm -hmm. And I remember how it was when I first started. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, still, I still have to learn. I still have to learn the basic other stuff. But at least I know how to go straight. Yes. And then yes. Forty-five degrees. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did you, I mean, you said that first project you worked with like a local woodworker person for the teeter-totter. Um, yeah. I mean, do you feel like <clears throat> you grew confidence from learning these tools? Say that again, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, do you... Do you feel like you've gained confidence from using these tools? I have. I have. I definitely had, you know, like, I didn't know anything about tools. I did, you know, it was just, um, and we, when in high school, we didn't have shop classes. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that, and I went to an all girls high school. So it was, we never got exposed to it. So but I started like doing the youth, you know, learning from YouTubes and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And then started, um, I met with him and he was, he was very patient. He was very nice and very knowledgeable and he likes to teach too. So, mm -hmm. which made a huge difference for me. Um, but after that experience, I was like, okay, I think I can 
use some of these tools. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. I just started, you know, like, but I said, I need to learn more about these tools before I start like doing stuff um, and using it and stuff like that. But that was like the first time getting exposed. And I definitely, it made a huge difference in my perspective and how I felt about the tools. Definitely had a huge confidence booster for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, but yeah. Is, do you feel like, like, have you had any influence on other women in your, you know, in real life circle about like, <laughs> you can go use these tools type thing? <laughs> I do. I have a couple of friends that are interested in learning. Um, and I have a friend that is, she's building up her like tool collection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, and she's always asking questions, which is nice, you know, that, and then I've, I've had friends that are like, Hey, what kind of wood is this? You know, I, I, <laughs> I want to have a floor like that. I was like, okay, <laughs> but it looks like this, you know? So, but I mostly a lot of just very little amount of like near close friends that are not into woodworking and stuff. Um, but they're always very supportive, which is great. And, um, and they know, and they're like, I want to learn at some point, my, a couple of my coworkers wants to learn how to make like their own cutting boards and stuff like that, which mm -hmm. would be interesting to do. Um, but hopefully once I get more, have more space and I think that'll be fun to do just like a little mini sessions with a couple of coworkers or friends mm -hmm. and, um, just getting together, uh, with a couple of them to teach and learn together mm -hmm. just to make a few small items, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Resin can be a good thing too, to like teach other people. It's like a little, yeah. I mean, it's messy, <laughs> like, <laughs> it is. but it's not like you're gonna like, you know, lose an appendage if you mess yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You might get stained on your clothes. But right. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that would be interesting to, to do. Um, and then I've tried connecting with like local mark, uh, local like stores and stuff like that too. But like, that might, they are requesting a lot of commitment time, which I don't have, you know, mm -hmm. so I was like, I'll hold off on it when I have more time. <laughs> mm -hmm. You mean as in like teaching and stuff like that? Yeah, they have like local classes that mm -hmm. they ask if there's anyone that wants to do any teaching and stuff, but mm -hmm. I'll just, I'll wait off on that for now. <laughs> yeah, there's like, I could do more teaching at the local maker space but it's definitely yeah. kind of the same thing of like it takes a lot of commitment um you know to put together a class like they're yeah. just even one class it's like you have to plan out like all the materials you need to gather like what how yeah. much time the class needs to take um which again, I always, just like with my real work, I always underestimate how much time we actually need um, <laughs> to get through stuff. I think we always do. <laughs> so, I'm trying to get better at like when I'm thinking in my head, oh, that should only take two hours, like double it, just automatically double it. And I'm probably much closer to what it will actually take. 
Yes, yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I know in my mind, I'm like, okay, I could get, I could do this, 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 and that, you know, but, um, and then you're thinking, and then you're like, okay, I could be done by the weekend. Right, right. And no, it does not happen that way. Nope. <laughs> the, the dog wants to snuggle for like an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or my kids, you know, they want to do this and that. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know yeah. The, those, you know, those pesky kids just always like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know it's uh, sometimes it's um the way my schedule is working currently it's you know weekends are the only time I get really in the shop and so mm-hmm. you know it's like okay after the 15th time of like being requested to like you know come play a board game or like I need a <laughs> snack or whatever it's just like oh okay fine <laughs> you know <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I love you, but I just want to get done with this one task. Yeah, just one. Yes. I know, I know. Yes, I think that's the hard part with woodworking as a, like a, as a hobbyist or even just a, you know, as a side thing, it's like this. Um, is also taking into consider, you know, the kids and everything. Your, your family life still doesn't change, right? <laughs> you know? So the next thing is like, at least there's some flexibility. That's what I like is like there's some flexibility, and I usually try to do stuff on like Friday evenings or and then Saturdays and a little bit of Saturdays and Sunday, and kind of mm-hmm. spread my time a, a, a little bit. So that way, I don't feel like it's uh, I, that way. I don't feel like it's a chore you know mm-hmm. and then I think once it starts becoming like a chore a task and I think that's when you kind of start losing interest a little bit yeah um so I want to take be able to take my time and just enjoy the process and learn and make sure that um that I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah absolutely yeah. so is your shop space in I think you said it's in your garage right now yeah, most of the st- most of my tools are in the garage, lumber and stuff like that are in the garage. Right now, my epoxy pour is in the furnace room, um, and then I was working on my shelf in in one of our other room. <laughs> so it's kind of spread out right now, mm-hmm. and that's how it is during the winter time. <laughs> so yes. I didn't take over the laundry room yet. So <laughs> yeah, this is the first winter. Well, I mean, I used to rent uh, space, shop space, which had a heater and was like insulated oh. and stuff. Um, so that was nice for like resin yeah. stuff. Um, but then I had to move to my home garage, which is not insulated and did not have a heater. So I finally, I, I got a heater put in, um, but it's still one of those things of like, you know, it's not insulated so I have to have it like cranked way up just to keep it at like 60 degrees in there um, <laughs> yeah. um so I I kind of the resin work is still touch and go in the in the winter time because it's like yeah. eh, I don't know if I want to run you know the heater like at 80 degrees all night long just to keep it yeah. at the right temp for it to cure yeah yeah <laughs> that's one thing that you could totally mess it up you know it's like mm-hmm. okay and some things are out of your control like what if their heater 
like shut down all yeah. of a sudden you're like oh all your work is <laughs> that actually that actually happened uh, I have the um upcycled yardstick project and I you know used oh, resin to glue them all to together yeah and so I had the heater running all night for it to cure and like the power went out in the middle of oh, the night no. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was like luckily it like it was okay, but I still was like super. I was like, oh no, because like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it needs to be kept at a certain temp, otherwise it doesn't cure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, it's so it's it's interesting how sensitive you know and resins are. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's tough, but we're hoping um, that in summer I'll have so I'll have my own space um so hopefully it'll happen <laughs> we got we got approved by the city which is good to build oh, an attachment so oh, nice. um, that'll have AC and uh heater which would mm-hmm. it'll be just one of those split units yeah um so that'll be a huge difference so I'm hoping that this year I'll be just focusing on more shop upgrades and shop organizations mm-hmm. and stuff like that once it's built. Um, so that'll be interesting. So yeah, yeah, that's like my my next project is to try to figure out if one of those um, garage door installation kits will work on my garage doors, mm-hmm. so I can put that in, um, and then potentially I'll probably potentially look at getting a mini split as well uh so I can have AC out there but that would be nice even um some of the other makers I followed said like just by putting the insulation on the doors like that still helped during the summer just to keep you know the cool air that's kind of coming from the house even to keep it a little um less like a hot tin can that it tends to become yeah. <laughs> <in the> summertime. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, that would be awesome. That would yeah. be great. I've heard about that too, where it definitely makes a huge difference mm-hmm. in the room temp- the garage temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our garage insulated, but you could still feel the draft and stuff like that, you know, which, yeah. but it definitely made a huge difference. Um, when we got it insulated, when my husband actually had insulated for, uh, and then I helped with the wall and stuff, but um, it made a huge difference. Like when I, it wasn't insulated, like my miter saw would get all that frost. Oh yeah. <laughs> from the cold. Yeah. I was like, it's pretty, but I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like I don't need this in my right, you right. Know, so. And then we also replaced the window too. That made a huge difference um, in the in the in the in the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, it was they only had like plexi, just a plexiglass on the window. Oh. And the I was like, oh yeah, that's no, uh, yeah. we definitely need to change that yes. as the wind blows and you can see it moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we definitely need to change that. So that made a huge difference too. But we didn't do the garage door yet, but I don't think we'll we'll see how this, this the winter goes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> hey makers, today's episode is sponsored in part by toolmomstore.com. At toolmomstore.com, you can find 
any and all tool-based merchandise for all genders, all sizes. They've got mugs, they've got shirts, all kinds of cool stuff. I have uh, one of the shirts myself that has the uh, hashtag woodworker on it. And I also have a couple of the mugs that define what and who is a tool chick. So super excited with the merchandise that I have. I know that you will be satisfied as well. Um, and also great discount for those of you who listen to the podcast at checkout. If you enter the code MAKERMOM, you will get a 20% discount off any of the merchandise that you buy. So that's just toolmomstore.com. All right, let's head back into the action. Yeah, I wish we have like a decent amount of like property. Um, like it's close to an acre, but it's all like sloped. And so it's just like the idea of, you know, because we've talked about off and on building like an independent structure that could be um, my shop space. Yeah. But it's like when you start having to figure in, like, first we have to like get flat land to put it on. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, and that's, you know, $20,000 or whatever just to get that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So in the meantime, it's like I've just taken over the garage and we get to park outside all year. <laughs> oh, that's not too bad. Then. <laughs> I don't, winter kind of sucks. That's about the only time it really sucks to have yeah. the cars stuck outside. Um, yeah. Get the snow off. <laughs> yes. Leave time to go start the car in the morning, all that kind of stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is when you appreciate the electric car starter sometimes. Yes. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I miss it, but you know, but I work from home most of the time. So I was like, okay, at least I can deal with the winter for now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um <laughs> But that's really cool that you're going to get to have your own space added on. Um, Do you think uh, you'll outgrow that space quickly? Like, I feel like every woodworker, once they get like their own independent space, you think at first it's going to be huge. And then you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. I can't fit all my stuff (laughs) into this space. (laughs) I know. Yes. Well, my my father-in-law, he's a woodworker but he lives in Kentucky. Um, he is actually going to pass down a lot of the tools to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we asked, we had asked him for his opinion and stuff like that, since he's going to giving me all pretty much, pretty mm-hmm. much whatever tool I want from his shop, but his, he actually has a whole building that was used to be a daycare. Oh. And they had the rooms and they had a yeah. huge room and that's where all his tools are and all his lumber and he also has a storage area for all the lumber too so I'm like <laughs> I probably won't be able to fit all his mm-hmm. tools or the lumber but he said that just pick whatever I want or need you know and then mm-hmm. um but he's like um he was like you probably will need a bigger space that was his that was his mm-hmm. input on and the size that we were going to go with so yeah um, yeah but I was like I'll make sure we'll make a lot of storage space for all the tools and um and then also like, everything have, in wheels <laughs> yes <laughs> definitely 
and then he was like make make sure you know and I was like make sure I'll use up all the wall space I won't have I only I decided just to do two windows in the area just so that way I can still have natural light and um and then I'll have a big wall space to mm -hmm. for the tools and stuff like that so making use of all the wall space I have and also the storage space that I'm mm -hmm. planning on building and stuff too so hopefully yeah. hopefully it will be enough <laughs> or else I might have to get rid of a couple of things <laughs> no I'm still like I'm still in that I mean I moved in August yeah the start of August I moved to our garage and you know, I thought I had it all like figured out. Okay. Um, but I still have a bunch of like stuff just basically in the middle of the room <laughs> that I don't know like <laughs> where to move it. And so I continue to like add wall control panels to the wall um, yeah. as much as possible so that I can get, um, you know, as many like hand tools hung up so that they're not taking up space on like bench tops yeah. and stuff yeah. um and then having to work on like yeah if it's not on wheels finding wheel solutions so that i have the capability of moving stuff when i need to um mm -hmm. and hopefully i think it's gonna it's gonna come sometime this summer i'll be getting a um a CNC and so then that's going to take up like a huge portion of the <laughs> um, I'm still like what kind are you getting how am I going to make this work <laughs> which one are you getting um I'm getting a avid CNC ah okay mm. those are that one's great too yeah there's so many good things about it so it's like mm -hmm. oh but that'll be that's something on my wish list at some point when we'll see <laughs> <laughs> but that would be awesome yeah it yeah it's the next step in the trying to make this uh you know full-time gig is yeah. like being able to have the capability to like turn out small pieces in a production manner so that it's like yeah you know everything else everything I do right now is by hand and yeah artistic and that means lots of hours which means i need to sell it for way more than what most people are prepared to spend so yeah, um, that's true yeah so i'm looking forward to even just the things of like i have so many like you know slabs and stuff in my yeah. shop space that are bigger than would fit like the standard planers you know that you can buy and so even just the fact of like oh with the cnc i can throw it on there and i can flatten it and i don't have to create my own jig for it or anything like that yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> i can just put it yeah. up there and and get it flat you know even if it takes a little bit of time at least like mm -hmm. you know and even just understanding that that can become a business of itself like Mm -hmm. people will pay you to flatten slabs yeah. for them you know stuff oh, yes. like that so <laughs> definitely it's like it just opens a lot of doors by having that capability for sure yes oh yes definitely and you know, I think that I know some people some people think like having a CNC is not quite craftsmanship and you know and mm -hmm. stuff like that but if you think about it like a lot of 
companies like big companies use machines all the time yes and they but they have people to do all those things <laughs> right <laughs> you're the you're you're still going to, to design you're yes. still going to program you still have to sand you still mm -hmm. have to you know you still if you need to route you probably will have to route that yourself yeah. you know yeah. you still have to do a lot of the stuff that um other big companies don't have to be responsible for right um so yeah it, but it just makes such a huge difference for for you because you're not you know the thing is like using some of these tools some people have couple tunnels you know yeah. and you might not be able to use some people have like arthritis and like that physically they might not be able to do mm -hmm. those things um, that's where I think having a CNC makes a huge difference for makers that still wants to continue making things and doing things. Um, and so I think that that definitely will help with mass production, because I know I tried making those puzzles mm -hmm. myself with the scroll saw and so with that they're all not the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so if, if having a CNC is like if you could do mass production of certain things, that makes a huge difference um, in your work and your business. So why not? You know? Well, and even like the, you know, it can also be like take my carving to a whole new level because I can yeah. like get certain shapes to start with and then finish it all by, you know, just like I do now. But I think it will definitely open the capability of like what I can even make um, mm -hmm. as far as that goes so I'm excited about it um, yeah and it'll be fun to learn you know mm -hmm. a new tool for sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even if it takes up all of my shop space <laughs> <laughs> that's true how big is it um it's gonna be the five by five bed so it's like oh. uh five foot by five foot so it's the size of um almost of pink soul studio like it's the size of hers and she has yeah she also is in a two yeah two car garage just like i am my two car garage is a lit just slightly wider but still mm -hmm. like i you know i've been in her shop space and so i've seen how much space yeah. that thing takes up <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I definitely have to have everything else on wheels before that thing gets here. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I yeah. love like a lot of the stuff like the CNC, like CNC operators or owners make it's it definitely step up their games a lot. You know, mm -hmm. it's definitely a huge game changer for a lot of the makers. Um, there's so many things that you can do with it, you know, things that you can't do by hand, mm -hmm. um, or you could improve on those things, the things that you don't like doing, you know, like yeah. I hate doing juice group because I always end up having a burn spot. I'm like, you know, having a right. you would make a huge difference. <laughs> I have to worry about the burn That's spot. right. That's <laughs> right. Well, and just like, I mean, yeah, like stuff that, you know, like Alma will cut out on hers and stuff. You can make it all like traditional methods, but the amount of time that that takes you, like that's where it's like if you're, if you want to sell your pieces, um, 
it's you can go one of two ways right you either find the crowd that is willing to like pay what something is actually worth for making it all by hand and the you know many number of hours it takes to like break down lumber and then you know do dovetails and all of that stuff like you can find the the person who's willing to drop a few grand on that piece of furniture Mm. but the fact is is it's not easy to find that group it's a lot easier to find a group who's like mid-range and so it's like well instead of breaking all that down if I have a piece of hardwood it's still hardwood and put Mm -hmm. it on the uh, CNC and cut out you know the whole side panel shape (laughs) um, that saved a whole bunch of time right there and (laughs) and it will still be like it will still be an heirloom piece like it will still Mm -hmm. especially if you go to a CNC from knowledge of like traditional woodworking then you have the skills to understand everything you need to know about just working with wood before you actually Mm -hmm. like are cutting it out and like you said you still have to design it and you still have to Mm -hmm. like program it and you still have to do all of that stuff yeah yeah it's it's the planning and stuff like that you know that comes along with it like Mm -hmm. you can't just if you want to build something you have to make sure you have all the pieces planned out too right so I think that's the that's the heart that's where you're like you got to be really creative and then programming it all mm-hmm. I think that's that'll make a huge difference well even stuff like especially again if you're not so much with plywood but if you're working with hardwoods like just understanding like wood grain direction like yeah stuff like that you still have to know that in order to like make sure you're cutting it out in a proper orientation <laughs> on the CNC, you know. Yes. So yeah. 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 I know there's there's lots of people who, you know, who feel like CNC is not woodworking. Um, but the reality is is that like we're probably not too far away from most things, even in a home shop, are gonna have to be done with that kind of technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely, you know, a, a huge difference for especially the ones that are the ones that are like doing things as like a business. Yeah, and planning on selling and stuff like that. So that's a huge difference for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it makes a huge difference for any business. Yep. Yeah, it does. Mm. So what, uh, what projects do you have on the horizon that are, you're super excited about right now? Uh, right now I'm trying to work on or finish my shelves for my office. Um, and then I, I poured a couple of different hexagon epoxies down in the furnace room. Um, and then hopefully, and then also trying to, Figure, like figure out like I want to redo my daughter's closet right mm-hmm. now but I'll wait on <laughs> she needs a lot of storage space <laughs> and then um and then also eventually my son's closet too but I also wanted to redo our bathroom closet too so 
sell, but those are extra stuff. But those closets, we got we got <laughs> closets on our list too. Um, yeah, that's where that's another place uh, to check out Anna White that uh, we plan to do. She has oh, and I can never remember what it's called. Um, shelf something, shelf made maybe, um, where you can go on and like plan out, you know, closet or whatever dimensions. And then like they send you all the pre-cut plywood to that. Um, oh. And then you just have to assemble it. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. I, that would be awesome. If yeah. you have the link, let me know. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'll send it, it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I That's our plan because we have a couple of closets we need to like really redo too. And yeah, in the past, we've always done like, you know, ordered closet systems and it's like it's never just right like it's never what we really want Mm -hmm. and so when I found out about this I was like "Ooh, no it's just the it is just the plywood part so it's like drawers and stuff like you still have to make the drawers for it but Mm -hmm. for someone like me like I don't have a table saw so breaking down like and I don't have a track saw either so breaking down like a big piece of plywood I'm like, I don't want to stand at Lowe's for like three hours having them cut yeah. all of these individual pieces. They might not me. even be straight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think, I think it's a pretty, you know, fantastic system to still allow you yeah. to like make it custom and, you know, meet your needs and then it's like I just gotta pocket hole it all together. I can do that. Like yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I definitely could do that. Yes. I don't, yeah, that would be awesome. I was like, oh I I have we have one of those um you know those old fashioned closet where you just go in and grab stuff yeah. in two yeah. doors the slides and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, so I was like, I want to do something different with that because it's like ah, mm-hmm. I think I need more space to uh, more storage. But it's like this will be a, a good opportunity for me to get rid of the clothes that I don't wear anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We still have all of our closets that when we moved in were like this wire frame closet system. <laughs> and it just does not work. It just doesn't no. like, especially in the kids' room, those are the ones that we want to redo like first and foremost. So it's like, give you a space to put all your crap away so it's not just on the floor everywhere yeah i'm sure it will still end up on the floor everywhere but like <laughs> at least you know now they have yes. space to hide it yes <laughs> i know like oh my gosh yeah and it's it's i feel like it's it'll be a never-ending process but um i think once i get the shop stuff done um get all the storage and stuff like that then I'll work on like the house projects I feel like there's just a lot of things that definitely can be done mm-hmm. um, so like I'm not I'm taking my time on it <laughs> I want to make sure I figure out like, make sure everything is square mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I'll practice on the, in the shop for there you go. storage for now <laughs> the place to practice Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, saying we're actually at the end of our um, 
time together. So I want to give you a chance to let people know again, like how they can find you and follow along with you. Well, you can, uh, they can find me on Instagram. It's crafty underscore at underscore heart, H-E-A-R-T. Um, and you can find me on TikTok as well. So that's mainly it. Just DM me. Give me oh. a follow. <laughs> I'll see if I can help. <laughs> there you go. And I'll include the links to both of those um, in the show notes to make it easy for everybody. And uh, thanks for chatting with me this morning. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I appreciate your time. And this is an awesome thing that you're doing for the community. Thank you. And yes, it was it was fun chatting. I always enjoy talking about tools. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Because, you know, my husband won't even get here. (laughs) I get it. I get it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So again, that was Sing of Crafty at Heart. I will include the links on how you can follow along with her on Instagram and see all the things that she's currently up to and what she's about to get into. Make sure you follow along with the podcast over on Instagram at Crafting a Revolution. There you will find a link in the bio that includes shortcuts to listen to the podcast on your favorite platforms, watch it on the Freeman Furnishings YouTube channel, and help support it. So if you've enjoyed this week's episode, please make sure that you subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. And if you would like to support in a monetary way, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash crafting revolution, and there's several different tier levels available there. Or like I said, if you're following along on Instagram at Crafting a Revolution and check out the link in the bio there, there's an option for doing a one-time donation, monetary donation to the podcast. If you have been enjoying the podcast and can't or don't want to support in a monetary way, no problem at all. Just go ahead and share about the podcast on Instagram at Crafting a Revolution. Let your friends know what you're enjoying about the podcast, who's your favorite maker, all the good stuff. While you're there, you can hop on over and check out what I've got going on in the shop at Freeman Furnishings. See all the shop dancing and power carving you could possibly want. And also check out at Women of Woodworking, the co- my co-host Katie Thompson's uh, project and at Pen and Chisel as well for her additional project there. All right, this is the last new episode of the week. We've got one brand new episode coming at you next week. So in the meantime, as always, let's go craft a revolution. She crafted.